everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Rundown, presented by the Minnesota Daily. As always, make sure to pick up our newspaper. You can find it at pretty much any building on campus. All of our papers and articles are also available on our website, mndaily.com. This week, we will be transitioning away from football and are going to focus on another sport, volleyball. And to do that with me, I have our volleyball beat reporter, Nolan O'Hara. How's it going, Nolan? I'm doing well. Uh, Glad to be here. All right, well, we can just jump right in, and one thing we do want to note is we are recording on Thursday afternoon, and the teams will do have a game tonight. They play Clemson, so some of our stats, some of the things we talk about won't be featuring how the team did, obviously, because the game has not started yet, so make sure to keep that in mind when you're listening. So the first thing we want to we want to chat about is, for the people that haven't been paying attention, just kind of what this volleyball team is about, what the differences are from last year, and what we can kind of expect, expect going forward. So I think to do that, we need to look a little bit in review and how they did last year. So last year they finished 27-4, and and they lost in the regional semifinals to Oregon. Sounds like a good season, but they definitely had aspirations to go further. They were the number two seed in the tournament, and the Final Four was in Minnesota, so there was a lot of hype hoping that they would have a chance to play in their home state in front of the home fans in that big of an environment. Um, So has the team addressed much of how the season ended last year? Have they... Have they talked about it, or is it really just kind of head down, moving forward? We're not going to think about that. Yeah, it really hasn't come up too much. They've mostly just been, you know, that was last season. This is 2019. We're trying to focus on what we can do this year and how we can improve this year and just taking every game at a time. Well, this year they, they've they started 4-2. and two. They uh, opened up the season with a 3-0 uh, set win versus University of North Carolina, but then they went through a little bit of a rough, rough patch. They lost six sets in a row. 03 to um, Florida State, and then 03 to Texas. And then followed that up, they've won three in a row heading into tonight against Clemson. And so they beat Oregon 3-0, to Florida 3-0, to and then beat the number one team um, at the time, Stanford 3-1. to So they've looked to rebound a little bit from that shaky beginning, but was there anything that they noted that maybe attributed to that, that a little bit of a shaky beginning? The serving was a little shaky early on. Uh, there were some There were some errors and after the first two games, they had uh, the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and McCutcheon stressed, you know, passing and serving need to be improved upon. But it's been really improved the last couple games. Serving, it hasn't been an issue since, like, that second game of the year. The Texas game, Texas was just a really good team, and they battled, and all those sets went really long. Texas just got the better of them that night. But So it wasn't really anything that was holding them back. It was just playing really good teams. They scheduled a lot of comp- tough competition early to prepare for the Big Ten season. Yeah, Texas is a good team. They, um, I think, at this point, I looked at the NCAA rankings. They're number third in the in the um, NCAA right now. Stanford's now two. Uh, the loss to Minnesota uh, surely knocked them down. And then when they beat Oregon, they Oregon was on um, the tenth ranked team. So, and now uh, Florida State's also in the top twenty five. They weren't when they lost them, but they are now. So they're definitely scheduling hard opponents. And I know he was emphasized that as something they want to do to kind of prep them for a grueling Big Ten schedule because Big Ten teams are really good, and that's a really good conference. And so he wants to get them kind of ready to see that and get them back into game action. And that win against Oregon, number 10 Oregon, a little bit of a a revenge game for them because they did lose to them. That's the team that knocked them out of the NCAA tournament. Did they talk about having any feelings about the Oregon game from last year when they headed into into that game this year? You know, I asked both Regan Pittman and Stephanie Samady about it, and they both were... You know, we're focused on this season. That was last year. We're on to this year, and that that didn't have a factor to do with it. They're just trying to win this year. But, you know, deep down, I'm sure there was some 
there was some extra motivation playing that team that knocked him out last year. And sure, and Samity and Ryan Pittman are two of the returning pieces. They're returning five of six starters. The only one that they're missing um, happens to be the Big Ten Player of the Year from a year ago, Setters, Samantha Seliger-Swenson. And I know Setter in particular can sometimes, when there's a different person there, there a lot of the offense runs through them, so it can be a little bit more difficult to replace them. What have they... Have they talked any bit about missing Seliger Swenson or how they've adapted to the new setter, Kylie Miller? Yeah, they haven't s- said anything about missing Seliger Swenson. They said Kylie Miller is doing a really good job for this team, and she has been the last two weeks in a row. She's been the Big Ten setter of the week. She's been playing really well and has really contributed to this team, and making it you know almost, you know, when you lose a player like that, it's not like that you won't notice a difference, but she's been playing really well, and it hasn't seemed to affect their play thus far. Yeah, and you talked to Kylie Miller last week. She's a transfer from UCLA, for those that aren't familiar. And um, I think she's really helped just kind of step right in. And and But besides her, it's the same faces. It's Samity, it's Alexis Hart, it's um, CeCe McGraw, it's Reagan Pittman, um, it's Adonna Rollins. So there's a lot of familiarity there. And Miller did come in in the spring, so she's had a lot of time. She did, yeah, so she had some time to adjust and get to know the team and practice with the team you know, before this first year here. So... That probably did help, too, in that transition. What have been the big um, areas that the team has done well in to get those big wins? Because they have three top ten victories now. They beat Oregon, they beat Florida, and they beat Stanford, all who were in the top ten at the time. What is working well for the team right now? Defensively, they've been playing really well. Regan Pittman has been involved a lot in the net, getting lots of blocks. Been really, really excellent in that regard. And on the attack, too, Samity was, had double-doubles in the last two games. She's been great both defensively and offensively, and they've just been playing really good volleyball. Yeah, Samity was named the National Player of the Week for the past week for her performances against Oregon and Stanford, so that's a high honor. That's indicative of how well she's playing. She's been kind of a rock for this team throughout her entire tenure here, and she leads the team with 94 kills. Um, she's second in the team in digs. She has 66 of those. Only CeCe McGraw is better with 73, and she's the libero, so she's going to get a lot of digs. So that's that's impressive from her. Um, and Adonna Rollins as well has been really good in her uh, sophomore season stepping up, and um, she's second in the team in kills. And like you said, Pittman has 28 blocks already, so she's yeah. doing really well. One of the new faces that is getting a lot of playing time is Rachel Kilkelly. She's a freshman. She's a local kid playing from Shakopee. I know you did a feature on her recently um, what did you learn from her about how she's adjusting to the team and how the team views she's started this season? I did. She's been adjusting well. She's played really well so far into the year. And, you know, she just tries to keep the mindset, just take it one play at a time, one game at a time. And that's been kind of her mindset throughout the year, trying to focus on that. And serving and defensively have been two really big strengths she's had to contribute to this team, especially earlier on when they were struggling with serving. It's nice to have someone who can come in right away freshman year and show a strength in that area. And so this weekend, um, when they play Clemson and when they play Oral Roberts, um, which is coming on Saturday, both home matches, that'll be the end of their non-conference schedule. So they'll be done with kind of what they deem as the preseason, although they they still count um, towards the record. But they're done with the preseason, and they move on to uh, Big Ten play. Um, What are they focused on as they head into Big Ten play? Um, How have they kind of assessed how they've done in non-conference interviewing heading into Big Ten play? Well, like you said, McCutcheon treats this non-conference schedule like a preseason. So he's basically just been focused on coaching this team up, getting them prepared, and he's, that's why he scheduled such difficult opponents before too. 
So they'll be just they'll just be focused on these next two games. They're always one game at a time, not looking too far ahead. But I, I know once that Big Ten season starts, it'll be that'll really be a time where McCutcheon's stressing, you know, trying to get this team ready and winning games and winning the Big Ten isn't going to be important to this team. Yeah, I know that's always a big goal of theirs, and they're going to have a tough road. Um, Nebraska is seven and zero already this year. They're the number one team. Uh, they overtook Stanford, so they're. They're number one in the polls right now, and then in the top ten, there's Penn State, number four. Minnesota is number seven, but then right behind them at number nine is Wisconsin, and there's going to be some tough teams. Illinois is 19th, Purdue's 21st, so the Big Ten is not going to be easy to win. It's going to be a lot like what they've had so far, which have been battles. Um, They haven't had a five-set game yet, but they've had multiple games that have gone deep into the 20s um, to try to decide it. They've been really competitive, so... It's going to be a tough stretch, and I know McCutcheon is really focused on getting them ready for Big Ten play because that's kind of where they hang their hat. That's where their pride comes from. Absolutely. And one of those wins that's surely going to give them confidence going into Big Ten play was that number one win, or that win over number one Stanford. What was working well for them that game? What did they say after the game that was able to kind of launch them to a victory, a 3-1 victory on a neutral site? It wasn't at home. Um so they didn't have the home fans to cheer them on because I know they, they have a really, really great record at Maturi, but to go into a neutral site and beat the number one team, and they had won 37 straight matches. So they were a hot team. They had won the NCAA championship last year, so no slouch at all. What did they say about that game? McCutcheon said it was the team's best performance defensively. He said both blocking and digging. They owe Doug Stanford in that match, and he's, you know that's not an easy thing to do playing what was the number one team in the country at the time. And again, Samity just had another double-double and was unstoppable, and they got a lot of blocks at the net. It was just a really great defensive performance, all-around performance by the Gophers. Well, those all-around performances are something that they're going to continue to need to have as they head into not only this weekend, but going forward. And we um, are so glad that you were able to join us and give us a little insight on uh, the Gopher volleyball team. Make sure to check out Nolan's work all throughout the season. He'll have recaps coming after every game. You'll have um, multiple articles per week to keep you up to date on everything that's going on with the volleyball team. And uh, Nolan, we can't thank you enough for having you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. In other news, the Gopher soccer team grabbed its first win of the season last Thursday, beating number 14 ranked NC State 1-0. However, they couldn't carry their momentum into the weekend as they dropped a home match to South Dakota State. They currently stand at 1-5-2 and two and transition into Big Ten play, hoping to right the ship. The cross-country teams are anxiously awaiting their second meet of the year as they host the Roy Griak Invitational on September 28th. The women's team cracked the top 25 in the latest national poll, slotting in at 23 while the men's team was not ranked, but they did receive votes. The men's golf team competed in Arizona at the Maui Gym Intercollegiate and placed 9th. They had three golfers finish in the top 25 senior Thomas Longbella, junior Angus Flanagan, and freshman Connor Glynn. Longbella was the high finisher, tying for 15th, while Flanagan and Glynn both finished in a tie for 24th. The team's 9-under par finishing score was the lowest team score to par since going 17-under at the 2016 Alistair McKenzie Invitational. The women counterparts competed closer to home in the Annika Intercollegiate in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. The team finished 12th, and junior Kate Lilly tied for 39th place at 8-over par, the best finish by a Gopher at this event since they joined the field in 2017. The team faced a tough field as they went against 10 of the top 20 teams in the country. The football team is enjoying its bye week after starting the season 3-0 in non-conference play. 
The team looks to get healthy and have a full stable of running backs as Mohamed Ibrahim and Rodney Smith were both injured last week. The team is getting ready to jump into Big Ten play and make a splash as they start that journey on the road at Purdue on September 28th at 2.30 p.m. We will be back again next week to give you the weekly rundown on all things Gopher sports. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. We'll see everyone next week.